Hey there, Michael Griffiths here, founder of Referral Marketing Guru, and welcome to this week's Get More Referrals Today podcast. Today, something a little bit different, a little bit special. I've got a good friend coming along to chat to us and to chat to us about something that really, for most people, they just don't quite grasp. They don't understand just how, what a science there is. And what I'm talking about here is being a direct response copywriting, direct response marketing. And as you know, by being around me, we talk about two parts of the brain. You've got the cortex part of the brain, logical, analytical, understands language. And you've got the limbic part of the brain, which controls all human behavior, makes all decisions for us, doesn't understand language, and is only based on feeling. So do you think that when you talk about things to people, when you write copy, when you write emails, when you write sales pages, when you write landing pages, when you just generally are trying to influence somebody to do what it is you want them to do, that this just might be something that you need to know. So as I said, super excited. Uh, Are we good at this? Yeah, we're okay. We're not great. So therefore, it's what really excites me to be able to bring on and let me just find the right button. Here it is. And I need to be able to pronounce it. It is Kaba Borossi. And I know I've stuffed that up. So welcome. And let's start off with you saying your name in that wonderful accent of yours, because I probably just butchered it. Hey, Michael, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's uh, Chaba Borzashi. But it's a Hungarian name and almost every single person butchers it. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> so people who are, who are listening on your favorite podcast pl- platform, watching this across our socials or, or YouTube, um, I practiced that for probably a good two, three <laughs> minutes in my own head. And as soon as I had to come to say it, I knew I had it wrong from the very uh, coming out and coming out. I said, nah, that's not it whatsoever. But anyways, let's move on. Um, Fill us in. Obviously, there's a, a bit of a, a European flavor background. Let us know how did your upbringing, what got you into uh, direct response marketing and, and copywriting, and let's start exploring some of this. Sure. So I actually I was born and raised in Transylvania, which is part of Romania nowadays. Uh, but I am a Hungarian, and now they, nowadays I live in Budapest, Hungary. But the thing that got me excited in in the world of direct response copywriting is that uh, I have a a bachelor's degree in psychology and I also have an MBA degree. So I was always interested in business and psychology. And my wife is a therapist, actually. So go figure. Uh, But I was always interested in, in getting as deep as possible into understanding how the mind works, how people make decisions, how they actually buy something, what really drives our actions, right? And um, about five years ago, after parting ways with a, with a wealth management company in which I was a, like a direct salesperson, and I cold called a lot of people, 50 people per day, I, I wanted to focus more on, uh, on, on marketing, on the marketing side. And one of my friends suggested that I, I try this thing, I look into this thing called copywriting. At first, I thought it was some weird legal you know, uh, term or something like lawyers, copyright stuff. Uh, but it turns out that you have to add a W, copywriting. And then it, it opened up this big rabbit hole and I got sucked in and uh, 
I've worked with with dozens and dozens and dozens of clients in all sorts of industries, e-commerce, watch brands. I started working eventually with uh, information publishers, people who wanted to launch courses and coaching programs and 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 books and uh, and all sorts of funnels, you know. And it eventually sucked me deeper and deeper into into this rabbit hole. Um, and uh, today I'm known for uh, basically helping. Uh, ambitious online businesses convert more casual leads into profitable customers and plug the holes in their leaky funnels. Yeah, love it, love it. So let's talk about, uh, let's start off and really go down this this copywriting um, umbrella because there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can write copy. Uh, And for a lot of people, um, hey, they're growing up in a school system. They know how to yeah. write left to right and up and down, and they know basic words and so forth. But for most people, they write very logical and they write mm-hmm. how they would read it as such. Talk to me about when you first sort of started. Hey, you grew up, you you went to school, you went to university. What were some of the big things that you had to change your mind around and actually realize between, I suppose, traditional writing something mm-hmm. versus good copywriting that actually gets someone to do something? Yeah, that's actually a great question. It brings up a, a huge pain point that a lot of people in this industry have. Uh, and yeah, we can blame the public education or the private education system for that as well. Uh, Throughout our lives, we are conditioned to write in very complex ways. Uh, like I was a psychology researcher, actually, at one point, and, uh, and my thesis was about intrinsic motivation. And I remember writing these long, long paragraphs with sophisticated words and, and, and a lot of things that I assumed would, would, would make me sound smart. And a lot of people are just like that. If they use big, fancy words, uh, they assume that it makes them sound smart. And the, the, like industries are, operate like this. And if you if you go look at a B2B, like a business-to-business website, you're going to see these big, fancy words there as well. People talking about themselves and their company. But the problem is that in reality, uh, if you want to sell something or if you want to persuade someone to do something, they don't care about this. They don't care about you. They don't care about your fancy schmancy degrees and uh, and 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 uh, uh, expensive words. They want to read something that's simple, that's easy to understand, that's uh, uh, that's conversational. This was one of the biggest things that I had to discover the hard way. Actually, uh, I had to. Uh, you know, some people consider it dumbing down. I don't think it's dumbing down at all. I think it's actually um, making a, a huge favor uh, to your readers by not work, not making them work so hard to read your copy. And I don't care if your audience is made up of PhD researchers. If given the chance, they still, uh, and there are tons of studies on this, they definitely prioritize reading text that is easy to understand because they want, don't want to work in deciphering that text. Uh, and a lot of conversions uh, are are lowered because of this. So a lot of people have funnels with the copy that's too complicated and too confusing, and a confused mind doesn't buy. It's simple as that. Yeah, love that. And I think that's that's the first thing. And if you haven't taken written anything down so far, the confused mind doesn't buy. 
And more often than not, we, we become too smart for our own good. Mm-hmm. And ra- rather than being, oh, I've got to prove something or I've got to show how good I am at something or it's all ego-driven, mm-hmm. I would tend to go that as human beings, there's a couple of things that we really enjoy. And one of them is fun. Yeah. And if something's not fun, we tend to not be bothered with it. And I suppose that's anchored as we grow up as as about having fun. And I talk to, to Sophie, who's my little one, who's eight and a half, and, and what's your top priority for today as we start our morning journal type of thing. And every single day, Sophie says, to have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we then produce this text and this copy and, and these words and it just feels hard, mm-hmm. we're doing the complete opposite to how we've just been growing up and anchored in terms of we just want to have fun. So uh, love it. Let's let's look at this. The Do, do you feel that direct response, uh, emotional story-orientated copy should be used everywhere? That's a great question. Uh, I don't think it it should be used absolutely everywhere, but I think that in 80 or 90% of cases, it's the best way to go. Like if you're if you want to sell something to uh, the executive team at Apple, probably you don't have to do it. Like in super high level B2B uh, industries or situations, you don't have to do it. But whenever you have to sell someone a transformation, and that's what we ultimately buy in most cases, we buy a transformation. We don't buy a product. We don't buy a phone. We don't buy a car. We want the outcomes uh, that we believe this given product will will uh, will give us. Uh, and it's all about emotion. Like people say they buy rationally, but that's just to rationalize the, the, the decision that's already been made, right? If somebody wants to buy a sport car, they can say, they can come and, and, and say that, oh, I'm buying this because it's such a good deal and it has, I don't know how many horsepowers and it's actually better for the environment if I buy like a, uh, an electric car or something. Uh, but ultimately they are buying it because of the core emotion that this gives them. They will feel better about themselves. They will be able to show off in front of others. They will be uh, able to feel smart or uh, they, they will feel like they give like uh, two cents about the environment, let's say, in this, this example. But uh, emotion is a, is, is a core part of, of, of this whole thing. Uh, and I love the fact that you pointed this out uh, at the beginning of the interview itself. Like we are emotional beings. Uh, we make decisions based on emotion and then they, we justify it with logic. And that's why shifting back, like circling back to the answer to your latest question, uh, the, pro- the, the true power of direct response emotional copy is the fact that you kind of enter the conversation that's already happening inside the mind of your prospect. And if your copy is good, and if you're able to shift beliefs, as we call it, inside the industry, uh, then you'll you'll get people sucked into your world. And it's like inception in a way. They will start to uh, convince themselves that this is something different, something that you're offering, and they, they, they want it. So uh, this is really, really, really powerful. And without this type of copy, if you're just giving them raw facts, for example, uh, it's just not going to be that effective at all. Mm, Nice. Love it. 
So there are, there are two things I want to touch on. I'm going to start with the the overall big picture of, of copy, and then we're going to sort of break down into, into the different segments of it. Sure. So I get emails from, from you, and I see copy that you've written, and um, there, there's a, a theme, I suppose, in terms of what you constantly try to do. And mm -hmm. in, in essence, it comes with uh, Simon Sinek's Golden Circles, where... Uh, the, the three circles and the what is on the outside. Everyone knows what they do, so that's mm -hmm. pretty easy to talk about. The how is the next circle in. Mm -hmm. Most people should know how they do it, so that's pretty easy to talk about. And the why is the middle of the circle. And very few people talk about why they do, which really comes back into story and, mm -hmm. and story base. And you're big on making sure that everything you write is, in essence... A story. Why is mm -hmm. that? Why is it so powerful? Well, the short version is that we are hardwired for stories. Uh, our brains are hardwired for stories. It's the most efficient way of communicating that gets a point across without triggering a lot of sales resistance. Uh, and it makes total sense if you look at evolutionary psychology. And again, I studied this. Uh, I majored in this 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 whole field. Uh, you're going to find that our ancestors, tens of thousands of years ago, uh, they all used stories because it was a super efficient way to convey something quickly and to get people to take an action. Uh, and it was very effective at that. And even to this day, it absolutely works. Obviously, there are different types of stories and not every single story is uh, viable to use in every single sales contact or situation. But there are a few key story archetypes that if you look at it, every single successful company uses and they implement it into their unique selling proposition. They uh, integrate it into their unique mechanism if they have one which just basically means how they actually help their prospects achieve the transformation. And they also implement it in popular culture that we uh, consume today. Like every single Disney movie has uh, very similar story uh, archetypes. One of the key ones is, uh, is the orphan story. Uh, we have the hero's journey story in Star Wars. And, and, and basically they all follow the same formula. And... If you want to put out the marketing message, you don't have to be so granular about stories. But even if you just say, you know, this is what, what, what was happening with me in my life. This is what I struggled with. This is how I tried to solve it. This is why it didn't work. And this is what I discovered. And after I discovered it, I got all these cool uh, results. And this is how you can also experience it yourself. Even if you use something simple like that, it's way more effective than just... Uh, bashing people over the head with with the specifics of your product, let's say. Yeah, nice. So a lot of um, service professionals right now, even coaches, consultants, are probably going, okay, I get that, and I've heard it before, and I understand that story is so powerful. I'm just not wired that way. Hmm. What do you say to that? How do we change that wiring? Well, storytelling or story selling, I should say, uh, is a totally learnable skill. Like there's no mist. Some people, I think they consider it this mystical thing. It's like sales letters, writing or creating long form sales letters or video sales letters. Uh, a lot of copywriters even consider it mystical. 
but it's a learnable skill. You just have to figure out the reason why behind all the core elements uh, of this. And, uh, and you just have to give it a try and see how it works in your particular business. And you'll be amazed to, to see that it works way better. Uh, for example, I see this all the time. I don't necessarily work with e-commerce companies nowadays that much, but I used to. And I'm sure you know most e-commerce emails in terms of email marketing, for example, are just promotions. Every, almost every single email is, uh, hey, uh, 40% off. And then they drop in uh, a beautifully designed template in, inside the email with a bunch of pictures and everything. Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you're a relevant buyer who just wants to buy a new hat, you're in the market for a new hat and you get an email like that, yes, you might buy or you might check it out. But uh, the companies who actually uh, shift their messaging towards longer form copy and they start implementing stories and they start uh, including case studies even a case study is a story a testimonial can also be a story like it's so easy you just feature someone's story of like how they struggled how they found you uh why they think it works and uh, what's happening now uh again it's just way more effective the data is super clear on that mm, love it so really what I've just heard there, people are going, well, okay, I get it, but how do I become great at stories? You just need to start being aware that this, you actually already tell stories mm -hmm. in your everyday life. You're telling a story about how your day went. You're telling a story about things that happened in your childhood, whether it be to your children or to friends or to family. You're telling stories about what happened at the, at the grocery store we're constantly telling stories. We probably just don't see them as exactly the same thing. And they are. So probably just uh, if, you're, if you're listening right now and you're going, well, I don't know if I'm really good at stories, actually just realize all the stories you already do tell week in, week out, and then start going, okay, how is this relevant in my business? Because there's stuff that happens in your business that's a story all the time. This is a story. Mm -hmm. I, I got to, how did I get to connect? How do we get to come in to do this? What was the journey along the way? It's just simply a story. It's just whether you want to tell it logically mm -hmm. or tell it as a story. Where we write direct response, there's some, some key elements that make, make anything work. And the first one, I suppose, if, if we're on a sales page or a landing page or a website, would be the headline and in an email it would be the subject line do you want to sort of run through your what are some of the, some of the key elements that make uh direct response copy work that if we just focus on this part first and then the mm -hmm. next part and then mm -hmm. the next part and break that down because i think you do that really well sure before i do that though a quick story on how I actually discovered how to write great headlines, because this was something I actually struggled with. And this was the mystical part for me. Like, how do you actually consistently come up with a headline that works or a batch of headlines that actually work? Because it was just, I felt like everything hinges on this whole thing. There are studies that say that if people, uh, you know, they don't read your headline, you only have like a few seconds to catch their attention, then they're gone. They don't care about the rest of your uh, copy at all. So I went back to the basics and I started analyzing a lot of ads, even going back to the 1920s, 
to figure out how those copywriters actually came up with the headline formulas that we use nowadays and, 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 and how they actually use those to uh, convey persuasive sales messages. And it went as, it went as far as, uh, you know, I broke down 100 proven sales letters in 100 days to discover their, uh, their uh, best secrets. And I documented my process through daily videos as well. Um, and now, you know, uh, I, I, I feel like I have a much better grasp at consistently creating headlines that, uh, that are matched to the stages of awareness of a, of, of a given um, customer avatar, and they fit into uh, the given market as well. So notice what I did here. It was a story, right? So circling back to your previous thing, how hard it is to tell stories. Well, I just did something. I just told you what I struggled with, uh, what I did. And it's easy. I can easily tie it to your next question now, which is about headlines. And now I have way more uh, credibility and authority to give you my answer, right? So this is exactly how uh, people who are listening can use stories. This is a great example, for example. So now to answer your question, uh, the, the, the most important element of any sales message is the headline itself, because this is what grabs attention. And your job with it is, is, is not that complicated. A lot of people overcomplicate it. It is just to grab attention. Uh, you don't have to be clickbait because then you're gonna, uh, people are going to hate you. But your headline channels the idea, the big marketing idea behind your promotion or behind your marketing campaign. Uh, and after that, I don't know. Do you wanna? Do you want me to continue here or yeah, just? Please. Sure. So uh, you have the headline. You hook them emotionally. Uh, I mean, you can just get their uh, interest a little bit. They, they, you get their attention for a few seconds. Then what you do, um, and you can expand this or make it super short, but you always have to follow it up with an emotional hook. And this goes back to the idea that we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, people make decisions based on emotion, and uh, they, then they justify their decision with logic, which means you cannot give them a logical explanation right away because they're not ready for it. You have to kind of tease the emotional benefits first with this hook that I mentioned. And the main objective of the hook is to establish your idea, whatever you want to convey as something different compared to anything they've seen before and something superior. Because the thing is that in most markets, people have been exposed to so many marketing messages before. They've heard it all. They've seen it all. They are skeptical. They're jaded, especially in the weight loss industry or the make money industry. They've heard it all. So you really have to emotionally uh, lay the foundation to your core sales argument. So this is what happens after the hook. We have headline, we have hook, and then we have the sales argument. If you want to be super simple about this. And the sales argument, basically, think of it like um, being a lawyer who wants to uh, prove their case. You come up with claims and you back them up with proof. That's the simplest version I can give you. And some people totally overcomplicate this. But what you do essentially is you just come up with a claim claiming that you discovered something, I don't know, something different. And this is where you can tie in a discovery story, for example like what I did a few minutes ago, and then you back it up with proof. Hey, look, this opened up news doors for me, and I got testimonials from A-list copywriters and a bunch of other great benefits. So you basically make a claim, back it up with proof, and show what type of benefit this will give 
the reader. And then at the end of this, you basically shift into closing mode, which uh, might involve 50 different elements, but the simplest version is to just say, so now that you realize that uh, this is indeed different and superior compared to anything you've seen before, this is how you can get it. That's the simplest version I can come up with. Yeah, nice. And, and even if people just focus on, on the first part, focused on a, a great headline that gets people interested and intrigued and a little bit of emotional boarding, start off with, with a story, and then from there, uh, go into to being able to, uh, in, in essence, show, tell through the story. If, you, mm -hmm. if people just did that, people would end up resonating with you far better. As we talk about all the time, someone cannot do anything with you, whether it's buy from you, whether it's partner with you, whether it's open doors for you, whether it's help you, anything, mm -hmm. unless they resonate with you. So therefore they can respect you and therefore they can be inspired by you. Yes. And what we're talking about here is just simply allowing people to have those three elements actually start to take place rather than you being dry, boring, logical, analytical. And in the end, someone might look at what you've just said and gone, that's nice. Hmm. And then they just go straight back to their day again. Well, you've done nothing. Yes. So that's where it's just so important to, to be taking this on and going, okay, how do I just try to make things a little bit better? Um, I, I know I put stuff out there all the time. And, and if I was to look back at what things I was writing, even <laughs> two, three, four years ago, I cringe and think how horrible it is. You can't get better unless you just start trying. Absolutely. Um, now, I know you've got this great resource of uh, powerful headlines. Where can people go and get that? Well, I have a great resource called the 39 proven headline formulas that people get on my website, gameofconversions.com. So it's like Game of Thrones, but gameofconversions.com. However, I have something better for you because uh, I realized after breaking down these 100 proven ads in 100 days that it's just too much content for a lot of people. It's like 100 hours worth of content. It's on my YouTube channel. You can, you can watch it for free and you're probably going to leave a link to that as well. However, the... I, I, I went one step further and I actually created something I call the secret copy recipe, which takes the, the biggest lessons and the best, the absolute best parts I learned throughout this challenge and puts it into this neat little cheat sheet that you can use to come up with your own uh, ultimate persuasive message formula. And right. uh, I have a, a very cool template there uh, that's... I. I know I'm biased here, but I think it's way better than any other template because it's more modular. And um, if you use this, you can easily come up with a Facebook ad, a YouTube ad, a sales email, short for sales page, long form sales page even. And you're going to understand why it's going to be so incredibly powerful using all the stuff and more that we talked about. Plus, you know, people are also getting a, a cool little... Um, uh, checklist to diagnose problems with your copy. So there are 26 questions there. You can go through it. I use this every single time when I have to work on a copy project and it's going to help you figure out the leaks uh, in, in terms of your copy. Perfect. Yeah. Great and people can get this if uh, we're going to have a link probably uh, under the episode, but if you go to gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting hyphen secrets. So gameofconversions.com forward slash 
copywriting hyphen secrets. You can get okay, the checklist. Perfect. So we'll put that, if you're listening on your favorite podcast station, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, if you're watching this, it is up on the screen right now, gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting uh, hyphen or dash. Have we got the right? Yep, dash yeah. secrets. Dash. Um, and uh, pop on there, make sure you get it. It's just that simple. Uh, it, it is a skill that if you can become better at, not only just do you become better at in terms of maybe a, an email campaign or a lead funnel or a sales page or your website, it actually helps you become better at just everyday communication. When I look at how dry and how boring people are in their communication, your voicemail message, just a general email, your email signature, there is just so much when you meet someone at a networking event. There is just so many opportunities for you to really stand out because of the way you talk, the way that you can uh, influence, the way that you share stories. And it is just something which is a skill for life, not just for copywriting. If you can become so much better at being able to converse with people, and whether that be on a page, on email, over the phone, face-to-face, -face, uh, that's what business is about. So uh, make sure you jump on gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting dash secrets and grab that. Um, yeah. And if I may add something to this, it's a great list. Uh, one of the other cool benefits of, of, of learning about copywriting is that it's going to make your thinking way more streamlined as well. Because you have to, like, as you as you write copy, as you think about copy, you have to simplify things. You have to constantly think about how this message will be perceived by others. And your whole mode of thinking will be way, uh, way, uh, way more efficient you're going to have way less clutter in your mind. You're just going to have internal monologues as well, which are, which are simply more efficient. Like I can, I can honestly say the, like there's a huge difference between how I think nowadays and how I used to think like five years ago. Love it. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, sir, for jumping on. I really appreciate that. The chat, the insights, uh, there's so much great stuff there that gets people off and running in their journey. Uh, to be able to find you, uh, gameofconversions.com, if you also, I am fairly confident, uh, typing your name across social platforms, you're probably the only one that's going to come up. <laughs> um, but really appreciate you, you jumping on your evening and having a chat. Yeah, me too. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me once again. And, uh, and uh, super, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Brilliant. Okay, guys, that's it from us for another week. Uh, as always, we don't run ads. We don't use sponsorships. If you love the show, share it. Uh, you've got a really simple mission here to inspire a million consultants every single year to be more profitable than ever before, to play a bigger game in their business, to win every single day so they can contribute and help change society for the better. So if you love the episode, not only go and get the resources yourself, but share them. Okay? Get other people who are around you because the more the uh, business world becomes better, smarter, uh, more in tune with each other, the bigger the ripples we get to make for one another. Till next time, look forward to seeing you next week. Take care and speak to you soon.